0: Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am your host Soham Sarkar, owner at SohamSarkar.com as well as founder and CEO at Shark Marketing. Shark Marketing is a digital media agency that enables the growth and user acquisition of early stage and funded startups using industry-leading attribution modeling techniques as well as advanced media buying strategies and retargeting across all stages of the customer acquisition funnel on digital channels. The idea is to join this movement in this massive shift to digital communications in this era of disruption and really make a difference. The truth is, is that it's never been easier to have a successful startup and acquire customers across social and digital media and we just help you get there faster with our extensive contextual experience all right just a quick note both my website sohamsarkar.com as well as sharkmarketing.org are currently I think they're parked or 404 or something of that nature because we're doing a couple of uh, changes on the web design and uh, I think we're changing hosts as well I'm not exactly sure but it's going to be unresponsive for the foreseeable couple of days hopefully we can resolve it faster and uh, get back to using our website normally another interesting thing that I've been debating about is the nature of this podcast itself I know that uh, on anchor it's listed as startup.in but I'm not sure I want to stick to that name I know it's very recallable but I was thinking of a more um, uh, kind of like a three-word name but so yeah, I haven't really decided the final name for this podcast. Hopefully I'll get it in a couple of days, but until then it will be known as startup.in. Uh, or I might keep it as startup.in and branch out my other ideas into other podcasts, uh, whichever one works. All right, so the topic for today's podcast uh, actually is something that I made a live stream about very recently on this Facebook group called Push Start by Nira Joshi, and it's a very interesting group. It's a group uh, primarily of uh, entrepreneurs, startup founders, uh, where they all, well, we all aggregate and just discuss ideas, uh, arrange meetups and stuff. It's very, very interesting. I don't think there's another Facebook group like this uh, in India. I think Push Start is leading the market in that respect so it was a very interesting live stream I haven't done too many live streams Uh, recently I used to do them quite a bit on my Facebook fan page but uh, work had me bogged down for about a month or two so it was my first live stream in quite a while and um, it was quite interesting because I wanted to talk a bit more general in in terms of B2B selling and B2C selling uh, marketing rather but I mean I got so caught up in the in in the first few ideas that it just went over 30 minutes and uh, if I wanted to cover the rest of the topics I would have to have like a one hour live stream or something of that nature today's episode does not have a guest on my last episode I had Mr Karan Tanna on who was uh, very insightful in terms of uh, Giving advice in the F&B and restaurant sector. He's a maverick in that uh, sector uh, Forbes 30 under 30 uh, faster-rising entrepreneur in the restaurant sector and a lot of other accolades but in today's podcast I wanted to do a little bit of solo contemplation and uh, Briefly discuss what I was talking about in my live stream. So my Facebook live stream on push start uh, on push start such a Hard word to pronounce properly. Push start push st- push start. I mean, say that five times really fast. <laughs> but my live stream was about primarily about uh, gaining traction with your startup, uh, primarily in the B two B sector, such as enterprise software or SaaS, or maybe even B two B to C, whatever, and how to really scale that up and get enterprise clients, customers, or even even to a certain extent getting investors. Because the key aspect when you're selling B2B, right? when you're selling an enterprise solution or a SaaS product, when you're selling something like that, you're not selling to a demographic as a whole. You're not selling to uh, people between, uh, men between ages 25 to 35 who are interested in Game of Thrones. You're not selling something like that. At that point, you're selling to specific people you're not selling to demographics and you can reach demographics in multiple ways you can reach them through video you can reach them through virality you can reach them through uh, influencer marketing you can reach them through you know sponsored ads whatever it is but to reach specific people right specific key people there are just three ways to meet new people you can either meet them in person or you can call them or you can email them So this is called cold outreach. And I mean, you can call it warm outreach if if you know that person you're trying to reach out to, but uh, in our case, let's call it cold outreach because that's what it really is, uh, reaching out to these people uh, in the hopes of getting them as a customer or an investor. So if you're not selling a B2B product or like, if you're not selling a B2B product or a solution, uh, this podcast is still for you because you can figure out how to get an investor involved. Because um, the way to sell, at least the way that I'm going to be talking about, the way to sell this kind of a product or service, it's not it's not technically to sell, but rather to meet. So when you meet someone, you can sell to them, or you can influence them, or you can just get to know them. You don't have to sell to someone you meet, right? And the key to selling B2B is to meet people. It's not to really sell in the traditional sense of the word sell what i've noticed is emailing them that's the that's the most reliable and scalable form and it's the least intrusive form like if you get a cold call chances are you're going to say i'm busy or you know like i'm sure you get a lot of cold calls from in- insurance companies and stuff like that but there's a lot of resistance when you're cold calling and a lot of people are really good at cold calling don't get me wrong a lot of people like they kill cold calling it's like It's their bread and butter, they can do millions of dollars with cold calling alone. Uh, But it it takes a specific kind of mindset and a specific kind of talent to do cold calling. It takes a lot of experience as well, uh, from what I know, I am terrible at it. Emailing, most people can do and it doesn't take too much to get good at emailing. And it's not very intrusive, I mean if you get an email, you're not obliged to reply to it, like you are with the cold call. Another uh, interesting part I like about emailing is that following up is very easy. We've been told for uh, a number of years recently that cold emailing and cold calling is dead, which is patently inaccurate and absolutely not the case. I mean, it it just doesn't stack up against the huge body of evidence against it. Uh, I mean, how do you think Salesforce grew? How do you think any SaaS company grows? I mean, take any SaaS company, take any enterprise solution company. Just a study done, I think uh, early 2017 or mid 2017 by uh, Superfast Company uh, UK, where they managed a 580% ROI across three specific cold email campaigns. And we're talking ROI at like a six and seven figure range because uh, normally if you scale down the volume and the range, usually what happens is that you're able to get a higher multiple so it's not a true representation of uh, the statistical analysis basically where you want to depend on a lot of volume Uh, if you compare that to cold calling hubspot did a study i think in 2012 where they found out that uh, a lead coming in through cold calling was 61% more expensive than lead coming through inbound if your lead is costing more than 61% more than an inbound lead is definitely nowhere close to having the same ROI as a cold email campaign I'm not advocating you to go out and buy a b2b database and then just throw in a pitch that is formatted terribly and very generic and expect to get a 500% ROI that That does not work. What made Salesforce get 100 million MRR? How do you get enterprise clients? How do you get these portfolio clients like Dell, Microsoft, Facebook, Airbnb, Uber? How do you get the attention of influencers, uh, investors? How do you get people to come onto your podcast? Because that's how I got Mr. Tana on my podcast. I cold emailed him. There are three parts to a cold email. Uh, A successful cold email campaign. The first part is your prospecting. So it all comes down to knowing your ICP, your ideal client profile. Now in terms of a B2C environment, your ideal client profile would look something like uh, males is between 18 to 35 interested in X with over Y in income and stuff like that. Very generic personality descriptors rather than actual uh, individual personalized profiles. Uh, When you're coming into the B2B market space, and and you have to make a uh, icp of your client or your prospect you have to get a lot more descriptive uh, instead of personality traits you have to take on positions and market size and revenue and stuff like that but so for example you could be targeting the ceo and founder of sas companies that are between two and ten million dollars in revenue or They've been funded over $5 million in the last two years. That's a good starting point for an ICP in the B2B environment. And what you want to do is once you get that ICP down, once you nail that ICP down, you have to find your ICP. So what does that mean? Once you know who you're targeting, whether that's CEOs and founders, or once you know who they are, you have to go and find them. And what do I mean by finding them is that these people, these uh, ICPs, they have a very a specific kind of locations where they'll hang around in right for example tech startups and CEOs and founders they'll hang around in places like tech crunch events you know I, I get a lot of my uh, ICP data from Crunchbase pro you'll be able to get an idea of their personality and know exactly where to look and once you know where to look you can find them another great place for tech startups or startups in general right angel list Like that's probably the place to go, right? The third step in leading your prospecting is aggregating your ICP. What I mean by aggregating your ICP is being able to extract those people into your own CSV files or Excel sheets. So once you've aggregated your ICP, you have finished your prospecting part, right? And once your prospecting is complete, you want to make sure that you have three fundamental pieces of information about your ICPs. First is you need to know the company name, obviously. Second, you need to know the company domain, the whatever URL. And you need to know the name of the person that you need to contact, whether that's the, the CEO or the CMO or the SVP or the managing director, whatever. So once you have these three uh, pieces of information and you, you've completed your prospecting process, you want to move over into the next part of cold outreach, which is Enrichment, data enrichment. Now there are a lot of softwares that do this, like Clearbit does this and a bunch of others like Data Nice and Data Fox do this. But so what enrichment is, is you wanna find as much information about your prospect as possible. And this starts with their email ID. You can use a range of tools to get people's email IDs. Now I'm gonna recommend a couple of the tools that I've personally used and that I've had good results with. Okay, so the first tool, and this is probably the most common tool that you'll encounter, which is Hunter.io. That's H-U-N-T-E-R.io, Hunter.io. And what Hunter.io will do is if you provide them the name of the person you're trying to contact as well as their organization name or URL, you will get their email and they have confidence scores attached to these emails, right? So if it's green, it's good to go. If it's red or yellow, you probably need to make sure that that's a valid email. What Hunter does is that they scrape the internet for resources uh, and they add these emails if they find a matching uh, source and if it's a credible source it's, it's a high confidence email. What you can also do with Hunter is you can just give the organization name or domain and they'll pull all available emails from that domain and that organization that they have access to and that generally works for a lot of the mid-market to enterprise level companies that you might encounter or you might want to target the next one that I recommend is okay so I don't recommend it individually but I recommend it using it in addition with hunter which is thrust.io I think they're also called email finder right now a lot of the times what happens is that the information you'll find in hunter.io is either not there or it's incorrect and if you cross-reference it with thrust or email finder Uh, it'll either correct it or you'll get updated information. Sometimes you won't get an email from Hunter, but you'll get it on Thrust and vice versa. The next tool that I would use, and this is the one that I'm using right now, it's been very effective so far. It's called Voila Norbert, that's V-O-I-L-A, N, N for Norway, O-R, B, B for Bombay, E-R-T. Voila Norbert, I think it's by Sujan Patel, I think it's better than Hunter, that's what I believe at least because I've gotten emails from Voila and Orber that there's no way I would have gotten on Hunter. They will not just get the email but they will pull their LinkedIn, their Google, their Twitter and it's just really really uh, impressive with the enrichment that they provide. Okay so once you've done this, once you've found someone's email, suppose you have a prospect list of like 30 prospects and you find all their emails. The next step what you want to do is you want to verify these emails, right? So a lot of times the emails they're either a catch-all or the domain isn't it's a toxic domain or you can't really send them an email. So I would clean the list at some place like Zero Bounce and um, make sure that the emails are actually deliverable and Zero Bounce will do that for you. It's extremely cheap. It's always good to clean your list before you send out an email campaign because you never know if you send out too many Uh, bad emails your domain gets flagged and then everything you send goes into the spam filter the next part of the uh, enrichment process is I would desperately search for a personalized connection opening opportunity so if they've published an article on LinkedIn recently or if they have been featured on publication recently or if they have done something impressive recently or if they've raised funding recently, right? You, you want to make sure you have context with who you're attempting to create a relationship with. And they'll end up acting like sales triggers. So if a company receives funding, that's a very good sales trigger that they might be able to buy your service and need your service at the same time. And a lot of uh, softwares do do this. A lot of tools do this. InsideView does this, but they're a bit expensive. There's Growlabs, which does, I think it, it's got its own AI algorithm based on sales trigger events, so that's something I would look at, but all of these softwares are a bit on the pricier side, but if you can afford it, 100% go for it. If you can afford it, go for Clearbit. I mean, it's like a $1,000 a month, but I mean, it's, it's definitely worth it. All right, so once you've got those three steps down, the final part of the cold outreach process is the outreach itself, right? It's creating these one-on-one conversations with context and personalization at scale. You want to be able to create the environment of having a very personal conversation with someone like you just met at an event and duplicate that process to 30 people at the same time. That's what helps you really scale cold email outreach campaigns. And that's why it's so reliable and predictable because once you have context with a prospect and once you have personalization to go with that context and uh, engagement, that incredibly boosts your opportunity to create a relationship with the prospect whether you sell to that prospect or not it doesn't matter a lot of the times what happens is that they won't buy right then and there they'll buy maybe six months down the line but the fact that you've created that relationship gives you an incredible edge over your competitors to conduct outreach you want to make sure you have two tools to use first part is an outreach mechanism which enables you to do outreach so there are a bunch of stuff out there you can use woodpecker you can use quickmail Uh, You can use reply.io. I'm currently using Clenty. So Clenty is cold email outbound marketing tool. It seems good. The main reason I left reply, even though it was pretty good, is that they didn't have single email schedule feature, which was deal breaking for me. So Clenty does offer that, which is uh, something I'm looking forward to testing out. Uh, Yesware is another plugin, it integrates directly with your Gmail. Speaking of the second tool that you want to use is, you want to have a CRM. You want to to have a way to track the emails you're sending out and measure it. And measure the analytical performance. You want to A-B test every single email you're sending out. So you want to test out headlines, you want to test out the bodies, you want to test out the call to actions, and you want to make sure that the data you're getting is accurate. And you cannot do this without an accurate CRM designed for inside sales. So the one I recommend is close.io, but it's a bit expensive. Uh, I think it's at like 60 bucks a month or 110 bucks a month for the full plan. Uh, I'm currently using Pipedrive, but you can test out like a bunch of CRMs. The key aspect that you should look at is that it should have analytics in it. It should have, well, the analytics could be a part of the outreach software as well. So if your outreach software, like if, For example, Clenty has analytics. So if the outreach software you're using has analytics in it, you don't need to focus on the analytics for the CRM. Apart from the analytics, you want to make sure that it has direct integration with your outreach software, or else you'll again have to use uh, roundabout methods such as using Zapier to create a unnecessary Zap. It needs to have email sync with your Gmail inbox. It needs to have a pipeline management system. So you need to be able to visually see your deal progressing in front of you, right? because just because someone doesn't buy from you once doesn't mean they won't buy from you later or your deal might have multiple stages you might have a low low ticket entry point and then a mid ticket and then the final long term purchase right a 12 or 24 month commitment and no one's going to commit to a 20 very few people will commit to a 12 24 month commitment contract without testing you out for maybe a month or something like that right um, Another key point is that never send these emails, these cold never do a cold email campaign with a personal Gmail account. First of all, if you're running a business, you should have a business email account. You should have a uh, name at the rate business.com or business.org or whatever, you know. You should never be using an at the rate Gmail account for professional communication ever. It's extremely unprofessional and if the person you're communicating with like it just it's just an unnecessary bad impression especially if they're experienced so I mean buy a domain right buy a domain at GoDaddy it's not expensive go to G Suite get yourself a G Suite email address it's it's not very hard but get one and then sync that with your email outreach software and sync it with your CRM and then start sending these emails so our outreach is done it's finished we figured out our ICP we've aggregated our ICP into a list we've enriched that list with contact information such as email ID phone numbers and contextual information contextual data and we've sent out these uh, emails and you want to make sure you're sending out these emails at small batches like 30 to 50 emails at a go you don't want to be sending out too many emails at the same time uh, not least because it might trigger spam filters but because you're just eating away at your list and not being able to a B test accurately now that you have the system and the method to reach out to these people. You want to make sure that what you have to say matters, right? So, there are three components to an email which is, the first is the headline, the second is the body, and the last part is the call to action. A lot of people say that the signature matters. I mean, I guess it does, but I mean, the content and the headline is like way more important, right? Even the first line, to a certain extent. And there are a lot of resources and blogs to get better at cold email scripts right and I'm probably not that experienced at it I've sent just a couple of uh, thousand emails so far not too many Uh, like there are people who've sent millions of cold emails uh, over the course of five to ten maybe more years right like Aaron Ross the founder of Predictable Revenue, and he was, I think, the head of sales and marketing at Salesforce. You wanna check those guys out. You wanna check out Aaron Ross. You wanna check out FTF of Close.io. He's got an incredible blog and an incredible newsletter uh, based on cold emails uh, and cold email scripts. But the basic gist of all of this is that you wanna include as much personalization as possible, not the least for which to avoid spam filters again. But the more personalization you have in each email, uh the the less likely it is for you to trigger a spam filter because it seems like a direct personal email. So there's no reason for spam filters to get triggered for that. But even adding a PS line like PS I love the blog you posted or something, that's where the that's where the contextual data comes in for data enrichment, right? So that's very important, if you ask me. You want to have a specific call to action, you want to tell the person that's getting your email, you want to tell them exactly what you want to do, whether that's booking a call, whether that's booking a time slot on the calendar, whether that's replying to the email, whether that's giving feedback on something, but you want to have a specific call to action. Following up is so important guys, like a lot of the times people don't even respond to the first email, they don't even see it, so you you want to follow up like three to four times over the course of a month, easily. Uh, a lot of people do more, actually. So there are a bunch of other resources: Aaron Ross, Ellie F.T., Alex Berman. So I was personally coached by Alex Berman uh, in in cold emailing, and this is a guy who's got extensive experience in cold emailing. He's uh, he's taken his agency, Inspire Beats, to two million dollars in sales, and he's taken uh, Experiment Twenty Seven, his new agency, which is uh, he, he took it to zero to $400,000 in annual recurring revenue within 30 days. So that's like, he's, go, he's extensively good at cold emailing to the level that he's consulted for VaynerMedia. So yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out Alex Berman. Guys, so I mean, just, I know this was extremely content heavy and very, very strategic. And I know for a fact that this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs this is what they want they want more actionable insights they want more actionable strategies stuff that they can take home and implement that day and i assure you guys this works this works like 200 percent you have no idea how how crazy powerful this is but anyway guys uh, it's been a very long podcast i don't know if i'll be able to like post this in its entirety is I think at least an hour long if not 40 minutes hopefully this has been of some use and help to you test this out let me know how it goes you can always reach me at Instagram and Facebook at Soham Sarkar official like I said my websites are down for the time being because they're under maintenance but you can always DM me on Instagram Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook and I'm available there and we can connect and As always, if you need help with your startup or agency to get more leads, get more customers, feel free to reach out to me and uh, get a conversation going. Until then, I'll see you guys on the next podcast episode.